This episode is brought to you by kombucha and some weird Trader Joe's Syrah Rosé. Two buck chuck. No, it was not two buck chuck. It was like four buck rosé. Who's Chuck and how many bucks does he have? Chuck is a fucking rich man. Discount wine. You, you can't even get a 40 ounce cheaper than that. We're recording, by the way. Right on. Are you ready to run it? Yeah, I guess. Let's go. All right, let's run it. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Made Me Watch podcast. I'm Leah. The Made Me Watch. That was Bryant, and we are going to talk about the wonderful trash fire of a train wreck express, 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. It, it is the quintessential American programming. It's amazing, and I love it. It's everything that's wrong with America. No, that's our president. Meh. But it's a it's just a trash show with the worst people. Uh-huh. The most delusional. The most psychotic. The most... And only at- half are from the U.S. But they're, and the sad thing is, in this entire equation, that they're the smart ones in this situation. I know. Well, minus George. Fuck George. At least they're getting something out of it. Everybody true. else is just getting taken advantage of. Well, that's not true. Because on 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, the spouses tend to have their green cards, so they also get paid. Yeah. Except for Lewis. But he's a dickbag. Lewis didn't get paid because he didn't show up to the finale, right? Lewis didn't get... He did show up for the finale. He didn't get paid because he's still doesn't have a green card. Because he's one of the people from the newest season. While the other people are from two seasons plus to go. There have been more seasons since the dumpster fire of last season, too. The one that I'm talking about with the... What was that? That was a rumble from down under. That was my food popping up to say hello, and I, excuse me, because that was really rude. You wanted to finish the rest of that, didn't you? Oh, so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, 90 Day Fiance, focus. Yep. So, the couples, just to remind you, that are portrayed are Georgian and Fisa, which we have shouted out a couple times, because George, at some point in this show, will go to jail, and then there's... Chantal and Pedro, Nicole and Azen, he's the one who didn't show up for the reunion, and all he had to do was fucking call a phone, because he's not even in the right country, and Molly and Lewis, Russ and Paula, who are like OGs and have been married for like five years at this point, and David and Annie. Well, Russ and Paula. You want to start with Russ and Paula? Russ, well, Russ and Paula are the ones that I'm rooting for the most. I think they have a good shot if Russ can get out of his own way and let her be herself. I agree and disagree. Because I think they have, out of everyone on this trash fire, yeah, they're the only ones that are going to make it out of the group long term. Because they already have. But I think Paula keeps holding over, I moved to Oklahoma for you, I gave up everything for you, But Russ didn't make her. She made that decision. And then he picked up, gave up his job, his career, and granted he was unemployed, but he had a career. He gave it up to move to Florida with her. And now she's like, I'm so happy. I can't talk with my hands in podcasts. It's a problem. I'm so happy. Like, I have friends. I have this. Meanwhile, Russ looks like he got body snatched. He does not look like the same person from last year. Right. He looks slightly homeless. What? What is his deal? Because he was way, way cleaner cut before. I think he's just given up. He doesn't like his job. He made a comment about that. He's not really happy with what she's doing. And yeah, what he's saying is restrictive. But I don't feel like it's asking too much. Yeah, but you know what you're getting into when... You enter a relationship with somebody, and you guys talk about what your hopes and dreams are, right? And Mm -hmm. if you really care about that person, then you got to let them do whatever they have to do to reach that goal within reason, right? Right. Like, not letting your girl hook up with the producer or something to get a job, but 
you know, you have to push the boundaries because in this world today, with our attention spans the way that they are, Mm -hmm. the only way that you're going to get anywhere is with shock and awe. I agree. I just think it's a little shitty of her that she keeps going. So she's like this gorgeous Colombian model, and he's from Oklahoma, for anyone who hasn't watched this show. And he's struggling with her modeling in lingerie, with her modeling naked, and I kind of understand that. Yeah. That's fairly new. So if, especially coming from a dude from Oklahoma, that's an adjustment. And he's not telling her not to model. He's just saying, please don't do lingerie shoes. And then she's further fucking it up by instead of having the conversation, she just fucking lies to him. Yeah. So I kind of get where he's coming from. And, you know, they have this whole scene where... Paula calls her family back in Colombia, and her grandmother's dying. And they're like, you need to come home. Yeah. And she has her, like, one-on-one with the camera, and she's like, I'm so afraid to tell Russ because of whatever. And then she tells him, and he's like, so we need to get on a plane. Right. We need to go, like, now. Right. And so it's just kind of like, what you're thinking he's going to be like and what he actually is are two different things you're not looking at the bigger picture either i i think that there's some of that right but if you just take the cameras away yeah and she's just living her everyday life then i think that she would have those moments where she may think that but i don't think that it would become a story a storyline yeah. Right? So these these are like fleeting moments of thought and frustration that are amplified to the umpteenth degree. And it it can reflect pretty poorly, you know, without you really intending it to. But her, my other problem with her is, it's like, I, I disagree with Russ completely. Like, bro, you're stuck in the 50s. Like, if your girl's that hot and can make money off of showing her body, as long as she's not doing porn, if that's your line, and she's not sleeping with other dudes, you really have no right to complain. Yeah, dude, if you're, if you're, if you're dating or married to a girl that hot, then anything other than porn, you need to be willing to put up with, because... I can also th- do, that, understand those, full that's, nude. It's, that too, but it's going... It's it's going to constantly be coming at you, and it's going to constantly be an issue over and over and over again. So you may as well just get over yourself and, and it allow it to seems, happen. I mean, we'll see more in the season as the season goes on. They showed a promo at the end that shows her getting completely like airbrushed, which is yeah. not going to go over well. Yeah, he is not going to like that. Well, he was there this time. I wonder what... I, he must have a moment this season where he realizes what what he's doing is isn't in his own favor. Best interest. Yeah, because that's that's not something that he would have done last season right. at all. Like right. he wouldn't have even entertained the idea. There would have been a no, and and that's the other thing. I don't think Paula gives him enough credit for actually opening up in his eyes because he is. It's just taking him a really long time, but he is changing. However. Her friend, Juan, is a shit bag of a human being. Yeah. If I ever went out with you and one of my friends said, oh, she's just with you for whatever reason, she doesn't really love you, she's waiting to leave you, that person would not be my fucking friend. No. They'd be tossed so quick. And I just can't believe that, like, the end promo was them getting ready to go to Columbia. And she was just like, well, we're going to see one. Yeah, it's... And if I was Russ, I'd probably put my foot down and be like, dude, I don't want you being friends with him. He doesn't respect us, and he doesn't respect me. So stand up for me. And she doesn't. Maybe she will this season. Maybe she's learned and changed, too. But... Well, there are gaping holes in the defense of all of these cus- these people. Sure. Right? All of these couples... They're, they're missing a safety and a linebacker up the middle, and it's easy to exploit the holes. Out of all of that group, they have they have the smallest holes. They do. You know, there's there's a few things where, like, a mental shift could be helpful in they keeping things have... peaceful, but then at the same time, again, it's, it's moments, moments that are amplified. To the greatest degree. They also have 
the most relatable problems. Like, their problems are relatively normal. There's always that one friend that your significant other is friends with that you fucking can't stand. I just think one outweighs those normal problems because he actually said on tape that he plans to sabotage their relationship. Yeah, but how much damage can he do from Colombia? Well, he hangs out in he hangs out in Miami a lot. Okay, fair enough. Well, then that Russ has got to stand up, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident in my boy. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna step up. I think and it's put his more foot down. But I don't think I don't senses. I think it's going to be a lot harder for her to come to her senses. Well, that's the so problem. Russ has done what he's going to do. I'm not hanging out with him, right? Like that's a conversation that most couples have with that one friend. I'm not hanging out with it. Right, but, but he's going to show up to hang out with them and then he's going to sit there like without saying anything. That's just, what he needs just, to do. Just brewing. He needs to not respond to Juan's bullshit. He just needs to... My mom says this thing all the time with my dad, that when my dad looks completely glossed over, he's doing math problems in his head. Russ is an engineer. He just needs to do math problems in his head. Because then you look like you're somewhat paying attention, but you know if you know them well enough, you know they're checked out. And that's what Russ needs to do. He needs to sit down and do math problems in his head and ignore the situation completely because he's going to come up on the other hands. Yeah. Well, he's going to come up on the upper hand any, either way. True. Right? She's not going to leave him because at this point they're five years in. And that could be wrong, but I think it is five years. Yeah. And... If she was going to leave him, she would have left him when they were in Oklahoma. Right. And I'm also glad that they brought their baby puppy. Yeah. Of course. So do you want to talk about... I want to leave George and Fisa to last. We're doing this completely out of order. We're just going to go by couples instead of what they showed on screen. Uh, you want to talk about Pedro and Chantal? Yeah. I didn't think that they were going to make it one year. I'm surprised that they're still they're still kicking and they haven't like broken up and tried to get back together five different times. I mean, they might have. It just might not have been filmed. I think by the end of the season, with the promo that they showed, they're done. Yeah. It, they, would, they would lead you to believe that. But this being American television, it doesn't always end up where it seems to be leading. I think that that it's it, it's just such a shit show. Agreed. The entire thing with his family and him sending them money all the time so and much his parents money. his mom's attitude about him being in America and about how he owes her all these things is pathetic. Like that it's it's embarrassing that a mother would and everyone keeps treat saying, their like, son that way online and stuff that it's a cultural difference that and you know in America people don't support their family which is bullshit because what does every like football player from the ghetto do they buy their mom a house but there's a difference between supporting your family when you can and bankrupting yourself to do it. That's what he's doing. And he can sit there. I've never been so angry than when he was like, my money. It's my money. No, you lived off her for a year because you couldn't work. And you're married. Joint funds, bitch. Yeah. You don't get my money when you've been married. That's not how that works. And the fact that he wanted to ship that TV and it was two grand just to ship it. Plus the TV itself was another... 1800 at least because that thing that thing was 80 inches it was an led tv it was it had 4k it was fucking sick but why the hell would you buy that in the u.s when you know that you can get the same tv in the dominican republic for about 500 bucks or amazon i mean it's like i guess we shouldn't be surprised because these people's decision making skills have clearly been poor their entire lives but i just don't know how as a mother and Granted, obviously not one, but still. I don't know, as a mother, when you haven't seen your kid in a year, and the first thing you do when they get off the plane is, where's my TV? Right. What the fuck? Right. And they moved out of their two-bedroom into, like, a three-bedroom apartment that's really nice. Meanwhile, they're living in their fucking kitchen. No. Yeah, it's it's a little bit crazy, a little bit wacky. Like, I liked how she was talking about how expensive nursing school is while she's working full-time. And he was just like, oh, my mom's calling. 
okay, I'll send you $600 for the TV. Right. And then goes on and talks shit about her family right in front of her. Well, the, these he's they don't think like we do. You know, I get it that your job is to pack is a to, is, well is to well is to support your family, right? Culturally, but you're you're not you're not Sammy Sosa coming out of the Dominican Republic making twenty three million dollars a year playing baseball. You know, you, you have you're lucky because you're able to come to America and work, mm-hmm. and you have all the opportunities that you have. But at the same time, you got to be able to live to sustain the life, to continue to work, to continue to send money home. You have to support your family, and now you have two. Right. So you have to support your home, and then your mother and stupid fucking sister are secondary. Where do they live? What state? They live in Georgia. They live in Atlanta. Hmm. Because I, I can't imagine that he's making any more than... Fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour working in a warehouse. I don't think he's making that, but I think the way he's looking at it is all the bills are Chantal's, yeah. so my whole paycheck can go home. But you know, Chantal had to buy her own wedding ring. Yeah, that's why get credit, and so she did. And I would put money on her making those payments because he's too busy sending money home. Yeah, that's pretty whack. But, I mean, her family fucked up, too. They weren't very nice. They were a little shady. They were a little shitty. Yeah, I, I kept going back and forth like a tennis match between whose side I was on during that whole that whole thing. Because his family acted one way, and it was just like, what? That's, that was, that's really fucked up. And then her family would come back and react the other way. And then I'd get frustrated with her family, because in her family, I would see every poor american stereotype as far as our outlook and towards the world coming out of these people and i'm like well fuck now you're making me look bad like fuck you too so it's it was it it was a constant back and forth on who who was the least they were both least shitty of the two and at the same like they fought it out in a five-round war to a draw and they're both trying to make the other team look bad essentially and they all just look like shit, and then you fucking hurt your children. Right. <laughs> who still end up getting married despite what you Well, who you're... were already married at that point. And I get Chantal's family because, like, last season was when they got married and whatever, and I somewhat understand their frustration where they both lied about the fact that Pedro was there on a K-1 visa, not a student visa. My mom would be livid with that, too. But you gotta blame your fucking daughter, not the dude that just walked in. Right. Because you know your daughter made that Because, again, in all of these relationships, the who, the ones that are coming out on top are the ones not from America. Mm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i saying, like, like you have, what's her name? Nikki and Azen. Nicole and Azen. Nicole and Azen. Well, right? Yeah. Nicole, Nicole is completely delusional. She's totally naive. And when she, when she talks in her one-on-ones she looks like a five-year-old child with some of her the way that she expresses her emotions and she's she a has a three-year-old child and b is trying to bring this dude from morocco over and she she has no idea what the hell she's doing and it's you know in in a lot of situations a lot of us don't know what the hell we're doing but yeah, but it's like whenever worse. she has the opportunity to make an A or B decision and there's one good decision and one bad decision, she's going to take the bad decision every single time. And she's going to try and convince you why it's a good decision. It's a good decision. And that, that that I have zero patience for. So with Nicole and Azen, she's been on, this is her third time on the show. She was first on the show for... Was it a Russian dude? No, it was always with Azen. <laughs> but she was first on the show. I think they did a show called Before the 90 Days, the first season. She was on that. Last season, she was on 90 Day Fiance, even though they ended up not getting married yet. And this season, she's on 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, even though they're still not married. So why do they keep following her around? Because she's a fucking shit show. She gets people like us so frustrated that we talk about it on the interwebs. It's truth. It is the truth. Like, I feel bad for her mom, because her mom just, like, wants to smack the ever-loving shit out of her. I'm pretty sure that last last year, when we started this podcast and this idea of this, well, this became show a thing, was is, fr- from, is from this show. Yeah. But I think the segment to the T that caused me to be like, oh, what the fuck is she making me watch, was watching Nicole 
talk about Asin. It, it was when, it, it's. It, 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 I remember the exact moment. Yeah. It was when Asin left her and her child on a street in Morocco because he got mad. Yeah. Because she was trying to hold his hand. And he kept saying, you know, it's a Muslim country, that's illegal. Meanwhile, they panned the camera just a little bit, and you saw all these people holding hands. Right. And it's like, hmm. Right. The Middle East is surprisingly modern. It's not... Well, it's, there are parts. The, the, of course. There's parts of the U.S. that are that are not as modern as others. Looking at you. <laughs> but but the, uh, <laughs> the, the point is, is that they... That there's, it's when when you go to the Middle East, it's just like walking down down the street in L.A. They've just got certain rules in certain areas that you got to be pay more attention to. Right, and I think it was bigger. Like they couldn't make out in the street. Right, you didn't see that the whole show, so that was a rule. You couldn't stay in the same room. That was probably a rule. But the not holding hands, you're just being a dick. Yeah, yeah, more or less. But Nicole, Nicole, and Asin are are. So he My was most the one frustrating. who last year didn't show up for their union. Yes. And he claimed cell phone reception issues. Right. And she took it like, okay, that makes sense. No, it's true. No, girl. <laughs> Again, they... It's amazing. And I even said this last year um, when I was like live tweeting the show like I do. I said that... It's amazing that no one from production stepped in and was just like, we are sending you home. Because there were so many times where, like, she almost hit Asin and Asin almost hit her. Where she's like, these two toxic people need to get the fuck away from each other. This is not okay. And at one point, it kind of looked like production was going to do that. Because they stepped in and were talking to her about how she needed to go home. Maybe she should go home. Did did and then they didn't make her go home. No, book her a flight and send her ass home. But did you not just finish the season of that show on Real? About them producing a reality show like The Bachelor? Okay, like, that's how these things go down. Is they're, they're like, wait, pull the plug at the last second. Boom, got the drama. We're done. Let's, let's wrap. Yes, but Unreal is fictionalized and exaggerated. Of course. And a great TV show. However, fictionalized and exaggerated. But you know her mom went to church like 35 times to pray to baby Jesus and adult Jesus that Asin's thing would not go through. Yeah, I didn't think that she really expected it to. And She's pissed at Nicole's dad for agreeing to co-sponsor. Yeah, I like how Nicole's dad, he's like one of those flyby dads that shows up one episode, says like, yeah, we'll we'll sponsor him, and then you never see him again, but then he's like a main, like, piece in the storyline along the way and it's it's just shit that's talked about him along the way but you never really see him yeah he's been in the episode once and it was just like okay if you love him and the mom was just like this is why i left you yeah you can (laughs) definitely see the differences in personality his current wife was just like well what now (laughs) yeah so we see where she gets it but, um, so they end this show with Nicole and Asin, with Nicole freaking out over Skype because it's been seven plus hours and Asin hasn't called her and he's waiting for his interview and waiting to get approved and then it, the phone cuts out. Yeah. Now, am I as naive as Nicole in thinking that, okay, so if you're at, if you're at the consulate, right, and you show up at like seven in the morning, mm-hmm. your time. And you have an appointment, and you get in line, and you you sit there. I would imagine that the line could get pretty long. So say we show up 15 minutes late, and then you know mm-hmm. we're, we're waiting in line for another two, three hours. Like it's kind of plausible that you could it could take you seven, eight hours to get out of there and get your interview done. Well, it's plausible to a degree. So last year they showed uh, that fucking douchebag from fake Russian country. I don't remember Andres that tool bag, his interview was 15 minutes long. Asin does this shit with her all the time, where he's like, oh, I couldn't call you because I was too busy being pretty or whatever. Like, he just never calls her. He doesn't care. Okay, so that's Nicole and Asin. She's, so we've gone over Nicole and Asin. We've gone over Russ and... 
Paula, the Shining Stars. So we've gone over the shit show that is Pedro and Chantal. Do we want to go over the two generation gaps? So Molly's in her 40s. Louis, her husband, is oh. in his 20s. Oh, yeah. I'm bored with them. They're, it's, it's, he, there's, they just, it's just boring. They're boring, but also, like, this is one of those things where her kids are way smarter than she is. Yeah, that's a weird dynamic. Because, like, she does mother them, she does raise them, and she's obviously done a really good job. But her, like, what, 16-year-old daughter is, like, he's trash. Right. And her, like, four-year-old daughter is, like... I hate you, and she's not wrong. Right. But, yeah, they are pretty boring just because he's a he's the Muhammad of this season. He's just a despicable piece of shit. Yeah, what happened to her? They got divorced. And she's no longer looking for love in 90 days? No. She probably would never get approved again. Hmm. But they're off TV. But Molly and Lewis have replaced them, except Molly is a lot smarter than she is. Like, business-wise, life-wise, not so much love lives. Molly and Lewis, who are they? Lewis is the young guy from Dominican Republican. Dominican Republican? Dominican is there Republican. A, is there a Dominican Democrat? <laughs> there should be. <laughs> the Dominican Republic. Oh, fuck Dominic it. Republic? <laughs> the, so it's Dominic uh, Republic? What is this, like, an Italian pasta joint? I'm just going to keep drinking my rosé. <laughs> I'm just saying. She's from the D- he's from the DR. She's the one with the little, really adorable daughter. And, then, like, the 17-year-old that has to drive her around all the time. They're from, like, Virginia. No, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. We're, we, so we're talking about the same person. We're mm-hmm. just not on the same wavelength as usual. Weird. But accurate. Anyway. Um, so you want to talk about um, David and Annie? I've, I've, they're... The worst? He's just so pathetic. It's, I feel like, I feel like I'm being a dick. And maybe I am, but he, he literally, like, how, how was this man married for 20 years? And how the hell did he cheat on his wife with somebody? Dude, I don't know. But also, like, I just, he's another... So a common theme of 90 Day Fiance is nothing is ever my fault. And it's usually something that, for whatever reason, the foreigners pull. It is like Pedro does it all the time and Paula does it all the time. Right. And well, this isn't my fault. Nothing's my fault. Paula. Fucking David does it all the time. Well, you know, I... I got divorced, my wife left me, I'm I'm the victim, I'm the victim, I'm the victim. No, you cheated on your wife and she left you. You deserved it. And then I went to Thailand to rebuild myself. No, you lost your motherfucking job, you had nowhere to live, your friend was like, go abroad, and paid for you. You had no job in Thailand, you were living off your friend. You still don't have a job. You've been unemployed for like 10 years. It's it's a hard market out there when you're when you're the old guy in the room and you're coming in unemployed. But he's not even trying. No, he's not. He's the most pathetic out of out of all of them, as asinine as Nicole might be, and she as as irresponsible and and lame as George is. No, George is an idiot. We're not talking about him yet. They he is by far the most pathetic out of all of them because. He's, he, did he ever, he, like, he, it seemed like he had a solid career. Yeah. And then he did something that caused him to lose it. But he, he just, he, he's, he, he, I feel like I'm, I'm kicking a dog while he's down. No, you're kicking an idiot while he's down. Well, you, sir, are an idiot. And I hope that one day you find the light of day. I just love the fact that he's, like, so upset that his friend sent him a lease after living there for a year. Yeah, and a, and a thousand bucks a month, dude. Come on. Also, you can, get a job! Yeah, like, come, like, both of yous. 
Well, she was like, I'll get a job. And he's like, I think you should. No, Annie, don't get a job. Because that motherfucker's never going to work if you get a job. Don't do it, girl. Well, he's... The, I, Only I don't... Get, a jo- get a job if you're going to save up to leave him. But one thing that the that the promo did did kind of allude to was that his daughter confronts her later on in the season and asks her about rumors that are going around about how they met. And I guess they met in a Thai brothel or like escort house. And her the way that she answers the question is, I had to support my family. So now, you know, you used your buddy's money to go to Thailand. You met a wife at a brothel. And kind of told her that things were going to be okay. You never said you were rich, but you never said that you had no job and no income. Right. The most pathetic thing out of all of this is that he he seems to be surprised that the money train stopped. Like, if you were a productive member of society at one point in time in your life for 20 years with a wife and kid, you know, and then all of a sudden you decided to stop and become a child again, then how is it that... You're surprised when your friends cut you off. Everybody oh, else in your life you. has. They told you on the reunion. They're like, the money train's done, bro. And he's like, that's fine. I still love you. And then he's all mad because he gets a lease. Yeah. I thought that... Who gets to live places for free? I always thought that when you, know, when you really hit dire straits and your back was up against the wall, that he was one of those friends that would have your back. Fuck you. You, he had your back so many times. For ten years. For ten years, he supported you, and then, and now you're that all of a sudden that it's gonna stop. You're gonna bitch and moan about it. Uh-huh, I was not Dude, a good friend. You're an asshole. You, I've got no patience for you. Moving on. I have an odd feeling going forward. I'll fast forward through them. Yeah, they're like her personality is boring anyway. Yeah. So it's not. There's something lost. There isn't really like. A sizzle yeah. to their story at all. It's just like, it bums you out. Like, I really feel bad for her more than anything else. I do too. Because I feel like she was tricked and lied to. Right. And I feel like she did, lo- did maybe still does, love him. But she fell in love with a pack of lies. Yeah. You know, and... At least with Molly and Lewis, there's enough crazy there where it's a little bit boring. But you never know which one of them's going to flip the fuck out. So you're just like... Yeah. Get your popcorn. Kick your feet up. No, you know what? 90 Day Fiance is best watched with a bag of chips and some salsa. As I did yesterday. Right on. Can't argue with that. You want to talk about our favorites? George. Anandisa. George. What are you doing, George? You finally grew up. I got a message for you, George. I'm happy for you. You you finally grew up. You grew a set. Your balls dropped. Look at you. Now you're going to go and you're going to file for divorce and you're going to tell your girl that she's gone. You're going to be like it's over and over and we're done here. And, you know, whether or not you stick with it, it's it. I really hope that you do. And, you know, at the end of the day, you, you got to let her know. Because she, she really did treat him like utter dog shit. She did. And it's not okay. The way she treated him, the way she beat him, literally, is not okay. What he did at the reunion, however true... Oh my god, I loved it. Also that was, not okay. Okay, you know when you're watching the TV show and you're like, you're like, I wish it took this crazy turn. And it would be just epic if they did this. And then it never ends up happening. That was the exact thing that I was like, oh, that'd be crazy if he did this. And then, boom, he went out and he called her a prostitute. That was amazing. Not condoning what he said and the way that he said it or the setting that he said it in. But as far as entertainment value, I was like, damn, respect. George and Anfisa are definitely going to have, based on spoilers, that I'm not going to, but things I have read. Because I have the Googles and the internet and the YouTubes and I went down a rabbit hole. YouTube has the best 90 day fiance rabbit holes. Anyway, I went down a rabbit hole. George and Anfisa are definitely going to have the most entertaining season. I think that they should have their own show. I do and I don't because I, think, I don't want I think, half an hour of them. I, I, you know, 
I I think. Like, I think the imagine means- imagine if it, it was like it it was like a cross between the Jeffersons and the Kardashians. I don't want that. You know, I think that that'd be great. I think you could be- watch their whole arc. You know, as they mature, become Neither like of them real adults. Well, she's you got to give her credit, babe. She's twenty two. True. You know, she's. I think he's only like, twenty four. My so. no, she he's twenty seven. Oh. But like Awful. she she if if I dated a girl that was twenty two right now, I'd be dealing with the same problems that he's dealing with because she's she dumb. I wasn't that and crazy twenty two. Well, you're one of the rare ones. That's why I'm with you. But Aww. they they you know that it was just a shit show when I was twenty two. So I I. Truth. I kind of sympathize with her, and I give her a little bit of slack because of that. But, George, I'm happy for you, man. Golf clap. George folds, I'm sure of it. Oh, I'm sure. He, there's no backbone he in that guy. spineless motherfucker. Yeah, dude. He Even when you watch him stand over, he's got no spine. But he's at least entertaining the idea, and for that, I commend you, sir. He's going to be in jail, though. Also, I took offense to his... I went online to find a wife because American girls are crazy. No, motherfucker. You like crazy bitches. It ain't Americans. It ain't Russians. You just like the crazy ones. And you know what? I, to a degree, I don't blame you. I've been there. But it's, you, you, gotta, you gotta take care of you. And he's clearly not going to do that because he, he, just like the rest of them, self-sabotages everything. Yeah, and I also would like to know how he's super broke, but somehow paying for an apartment and living in hotel rooms. Right. I was thinking the same thing. And, then and he, being able to buy 300 pounds of weed. Right. And then he told the, told the lawyers that, you know, his businesses... Failed. They've, they failed and they weren't worth anything. Which is also weird because the medical marijuana thing passed, or not medical, the recreational marijuana, the recreational marijuana program passed, so he should be rolling in it. Also, did you notice that his friend, I didn't notice this, this was pointed out to me by someone on Twitter that was live tweeting, did you notice that his buddy Ramon had a joint behind his ear? I did not know that. But that does not surprise me one bit. Because his Ramon Stoner Stoner. George George always looks stoned. His eyes George are is stoned. His eyes are always bloodshot. Always. How production lets him drive is beyond me. I mean, I don't e- I don't even think that there's necessarily a producer in the car with him. I think that they just stick a bunch of GoPros in there and say, no, Okay, here you there's go. There's always a producer. Okay, fine. Well, I watch enough of these shows. Then it really is like Unreal, where they're they're just like, hey, just do what you want, and I'll stand here and enable it. But uh, Ramon Stone, okay. Hi. Our co-host Stan coming in. Yes, I love you. Yep, he's saying what's up to you guys. He's getting a little antsy. Dan is literally in Leah's lap right now. I'm sure you can hear the commotion. And please, it's pretty amazing. I. He's a 60-pound puppy sitting in a lap. You're a heck of a lap dog there, Stan the Man. At Stanley, not Stanley. On the IGs. Okay. So, George. Back to George and Nanfisa. Leah physically cannot get to the microphone right now. Her face is full of dog tongue. Okay. Anyway. Stanley, get down. Get down. He doesn't ever jump on you when you... Oh, there we go! Vindication! He tries, but I just don't... I don't allow it. Oh, he found his car box. Okay, so, George. George. Oh, so... Yes or no? George, lost weight or bought bigger shirts? Ooh. It's a really good question. Yeah, I can't tell. I kept going back and forth in my mind. I think he lost a little bit of weight. And Fisa, sleeping with the boxing coach? I thought the same thing. <laughs> That's what I, that is completely 100% where my mind went as soon as I saw them interacting. Her buying a cat makes her a shittier person or a better person? I think it's a wash because it's a cat. 
I think it's the worst person. No, Sorry. she's not. She's Sorry, not. Actually, no. Actually, I I don't hate it because she's not responsible enough to have an animal that depends on you as much as a dog does. True. And I love how the fact that now that she got her green card, she's like, instead of going back to school or like doing something productive, she does spawn con. What? Oh, it's a bachelor term. SpawnCon is sponsored content on Instagram. So, like, she sells sugar gummy bears and FabFitFun and she does Blue Apron. The, she does the commercials? She does them on her Instagram. Oh, well. So, basically, she know. makes money off of, like, looking mildly pretty and then just being like, I have shit, R- buy it. Right, but there's not, there's no real product there. So, no. that, that won't last for very long. And then she's like, she made this comment. She said, I came here for you. I gave up my life for George. And then, like, a minute later, she goes, if this doesn't work with him, I'm staying anyway. Because I have better opportunities here. So, did you come for him? No. Yeah. There's no way she did. No. And it's no been, that, that was clear from the get-go. But. She came for his money that he didn't have. Right. And, you know, that's, I get it, you, you're not, George doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's, that's pulling a lot of girls, you know, unless he's flashing money around. And I think that that when you, I no, of course, but when you go to another country and you're basically able to reinvent yourself or create whatever side type of persona you want for however long you're going to be there, because none of your real, the people that you know are going to call you on it. Then, you know, you get yourself into situations like this. Right. And he he dug himself a deep hole. And he did. so over under on when and on Fisa goes back to Russia. She doesn't. I don't think she will. I think she'll string George long long enough to make sure that she gets her just like Muhammad did with uh what the, Danielle. Where it was long enough, where she, they couldn't apply for an annulment, and they just had to do a divorce, and she got to keep her shit. She got to stay. So what if we got Trump to kick her out? She's Russian. Okay, I did that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't promise that. <laughs> but it, she, I, I think she's gone. I, I don't think so. I think their relationship is done, though. I think Annie and David will break up. I think everything but Russ, everyone but Russ and, and Paula. And Paula. I, I agree. And I, how, how does it work? Like, at what point can they stay forever regardless of whether or not you're together? Because I thought that if you broke, if you, like, got married and then got divorced, like, right after, then that negated everything. But they actually get to stay forever? So, there is a thing where if you get divorced rather quickly, they'll investigate both you and your spouse, and both of you can end up going to jail. Because that's why I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry was about. Okay, but that's a comedy. Uh... <laughs> I mean... And Good movie. No, that was about getting health insurance. Life insurance. Right. Same thing. Not they Li- were both life, American citizens. Look, look, life they insurance. Were both American citizens. Life insurance and a green card are the same thing. Edit I don't that have part out too. That was part of that. For tonight to explain to you how wrong you are. Yeah, I know that was bad. Edit that one out too. I'm not. I'm just not. <laughs> just fucking not. Well, look. It's um so but there if you get an annulment they lose their green card. So if you can prove fraud which I don't think he can actually prove fraud cuz then Fisa was pretty straight up about what she expected and why she was marrying him. Right. But if you can prove fraud, you can get them annulled and then they'll be sent back to their country. Good to know. But if you ever get married in Vegas, you have a year to annul it no matter what. Fun fact. Thanks, Sharon. And and it only took Brittany 12 hours. Yep. So anyway. So you got any other comments? Well, clearly we have, we've returned to the show this season. So what is it that keeps you coming back? Oh, the shit show. 
It's mindless entertainment. It's the best thing besides, like, Bachelor. and It's just mindless. And you do like certain people. You you know, the, the hopeless romantic that is in most people have hope that certain couples will make it. And you're actively rooting against other couples. And it's just really interesting. I've always liked 90 Day Fiancé. Because it shows the whole K-1 process, which is a process I know nothing about. And I always find it interesting because the idea of planning a wedding in 90 days just feels suffocating. And when you add this element of a different culture and they're not going to be able to bring their family, it's a whole different thing. Which is really interesting to me. Um, Happily Ever After is great because you've already, like love or hate these couples and you want to continue to love or hate watch them and you already like you already know who they are it's not getting to know them you're already set you know what you think so then if you're uh, i'm on a philosophical level i guess if you're invested in these characters Mm -hmm. over multiple seasons then why aren't why don't these people do better with their careers other than the flaming shit show that is this show. Well, most of them have real jobs. But I would imagine that, like, they've got fans like you, you know, that keep coming back, that follow them on social media and things like that. And it's if correct me if I'm wrong, but Amfisa is the only one that's promoting any products other than Paula because she's a professional model. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, the, the Joe Blows that are out there, like... Like, um, what's his name? Annie and... David. David. Like, them, or what's, what are the other ones? Lewis and Molly. Lewis and Molly. You know, how come they're, they're not being, becoming influencers in that kind of social media or just media setting? Well, I think part of it is the age, right? So, Anfisa is 22. She's right around the age of... Not to make The Bachelor reference again, but she's right around the age of The Bachelor contestants. They always do the spot and con. So, I think she's just in the right age group. Molly, however, kind of does use this show a little bit. She owns her own business. She she owns her own lingerie store in Georgia, I think. And she uses this somewhat to promote it and promote her website where she sells her lingerie. She said her store name like three or four times. But the rest of them seem to have normal jobs. And to be honest, using Russ and Paula as an example, I think they originally did it to somewhat get help with the process. Because even though TLC swears up and down they don't get involved, I'm sure they help at least with a financial piece of it. Right. And so there's that. And... You know, Russ and Paula, like I said, they were on it quite a long time ago. They got married. They disappeared for a couple years. I never actually watched their 90 Day Fiance. That was before I was into it. And then when Happily Ever After popped up, they came back. And it was because Russ was unemployed and Paula was trying to do modeling gigs in Oklahoma. Yeah. I If... I guess just in with my mind, if I were Russ and I wanted to have a more hands-on type of type of situation with her, I'd run her social media. I'd I'd follow her around, take pictures, and promote her because that's that's good for the both of you because she's she has the highest earning potential at this point. Yeah, but I think he's. She honestly, I think that she could be if she could learn how to act. Like legitimately act. Yeah. She could, she could be the next Sofia Vergara. I mean, obviously there's some skills that she would need to pick up. But I think Russ is a little too Oklahoma and a little too like the man should make the money. Bullshit. Hey man, it's it's a really tough world out there. You got to take it when you can get it. No, I agree. from where you can get it. So are you gonna watch the rest of the season? I may check in and out. I it it's literally come down to. I would, I'd probably watch Russ and Paula's segment and George and Anfisa's segment. And then fast forward And then the fast forward through the rest. I can tell you that the Molly and Lewis thing goes completely off the deep end. And so does George and Anfisa. 
Yeah. So does Nicole and Austin. Neither of those, neither of them, surprise me at all. But for the most part, they're all boring, other yeah. than those two couples. Are you got anything? Any recommendations? Not off the top of my head. What's that show that you watch on Netflix about the soccer team? Which one? The soap opera. Oh, Club of Crows or Club de Su de, uh, Club de Suevos. Suevos? Suevos. I don't know. I can't speak Spanish. But um, it's that's actually a pretty good show, and I binged watched all of it in about three days because it's four or five seasons. I can't remember. Um, but it's just like a it's like another one of those tennis matches of back and forth like whoa that was fucked up whoa what he just did was way more fucked up and it's just like back and forth like that and it's all surrounded by soccer and these two brothers and sister owning or inheriting a professional soccer team in mexico it's all in spanish so there's a lot of subtitles clearly but i love subtitles it's uh it was. It's a pretty entertaining show, especially for the first one or two seasons. Yeah, I um, watched a couple episodes, and I hate soccer, but it was really interesting. Um, my recommendation is a show that I just started watching last night, which was a mistake, called Absentia. It is an Amazon. It is an Amazon Prime original, and. It is about an FBI agent that may or may not have been kidnapped by a serial killer. So the mistake of watching it last night was, I was like, oh, I'll check out this one episode and then go to bed. And then it was like two episodes and I was starting the third one. I'm just like, no, I need to go to bed. Yeah, good shows. I also watched the the show Meat Eater on Netflix. No. I've been I've been kind of trolling Netflix more and more, just mm-hmm. because of the choices. Um, but it's a it's a hunting show. It's about about Moose this dude hunters. that it's about the dude that goes out and he hunts different different types of animals in different parts of the world. But what's interesting about it is that it's not it's not like your Elmer Fudd style hunting show. It's really well thought out and well explained, and they teach you the proper ways to cook. To cook the meat too. It's pretty. Ew. It's a. It's a pretty interesting concept. Um, and if you're into such things, it's worth checking out as well. It's been real. It's been fun, and it's been real fun. Okay. Bye bye. We have a good back. There you go. The death of the voice. <laughs>